Hello, listeners, and welcome back to your Husker Half Hour. I'm Ben, alongside my brother Elijah, and on today's episode, we talk rebound relationships and Northwestern. Let's do this thing. Hey, what's up, dude? We are halfway through this week now. Uh, you had a little bit of time to recover from that Ohio State game. How are you feeling? Well, the Ohio State game hasn't put me in the best spirits. And then the Broncos lost on Sunday. My favorite soccer team lost on Tuesday, and they got absolutely mauled 7-2. to So it hasn't been the best week for me. I'm, I'm looking for a bounce back. And you know who else is looking for a bounce back? Who, Elijah? The Huskers. Oh, up top. Very nice. Very nice. (laughs) We're looking for a bounce bag, just like you and your last relationship. I let's just move on from that one. (laughs) Oh, it's okay, buddy. Let's just move on. Let's move on. I don't want it. Tell me about your love life. We're in a podcast. Let's dig into this. This is not a Wednesday grab bag, Ben. This is Northwestern preview. But love is a nice thing. I don't believe in love. Oh, oh, Elijah, come on, man. Do you believe in love? Is that a song? Uh, sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope it is. <laughs> Elijah, the Huskers are looking for a rebound this weekend. Ohio State did us dirty. We went into that relationship with such high expectations. <laughs> We were really excited about us being able to put something good on the field together, and then... They, we, we just let her walk all over us. Yeah. Used and abused us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Relatable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> uh, so we're looking for a nice bounce back. Maybe... How meaningful is this bounce back, do you think? Is well, this like a dirty bounce back, where it's just like, I just need to get in and move on from that last one? Or is it like... This can be meaningful. This is meaningful in that this... This sets up the entire rest of the season where it, it kind of, of, our, of our dating relationship, our season. What are, we, are we talking about? We're talking about football, we're right? Talking about football. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I should, no, sure. I, I am completely taken away from the dating analogy now, Ben. No. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, where I'm just going to say that this game, you got to bounce back. We don't have our bye week. It's uh, Northwestern and then Minnesota, and then we get our bye. Mm-hmm. And these are two games where you might think you've lost your head against Ohio State, and things can go south quickly. I said that against Illinois uh, in our preview show, that things could go south for them quickly with a loss to Nebraska. Uh, and I'm going to say the same now. Now with that just trouncing against – is that a word? Trouncing? Getting trounced? Yeah, trounced. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure, that works. Yeah, that's good. Good word. Thank you. Um after Nebraska just got beat really bad by Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> just dumb down the vocabulary. <laughs> okay. Um, it, it's, a, it's a confidence killer. Mm-hmm. And if you go in and Northwestern comes to town, beats you on homecoming week, 
Uh, you lose to them two years in a row. Oh. Big time confidence killer, and that's going to oh. kill you the confidence going into Minnesota, and that's where things can get bad for you because that's all before the first bye week. So in terms of bouncing back, this is a crucial week for Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So the rebound is more important than you may think. So maybe you're going into it thinking it's just a rebound, but then it establishes itself. Can we just leave the late dating analogy to the side? Let's just toss that to the side. This is not dating advice with Ben and Elijah. Okay, fine. I don't want this to be dating advice with Ben and Elijah. You've never had a girlfriend. Uh, yeah. Is that true? Did you have a girlfriend? A secret love? No way. Nebraska not- Nebraska football is my one love. Oh, no. There it is. And raising canes. So, um, anyway, Elijah, this Northwestern, you're right that we need to get through these two weeks, especially two teams that – is Nebraska, in terms of talent and the way we've been performing, Northwestern and Minnesota, are we on the, on the level playing field with them right now? I think a lot of national – analyst would say we're a step below them in the big 10 west at this point. i i feel the same way after us again after you get beat really bad by ohio state you could even say we were trounced um <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna pull up a thesaurus and find words that work because i'm really just tired of saying we got murdered by uh, ohio state it's kind of getting boring but minnesota is a team that's won a lot of close games so far this year and their record indicates a lot better than they are i think they haven't played much for opposition northwestern i think the national media probably thinks we're ahead of Northwestern is not good this year. Uh, their their defense is solid. Their offense is, without a shadow of a doubt, bad. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're like, no, they're they're not good. No, they are bad. That offense, aside from a game against UNLV, uh, where they scored 30 points, since that they have scored a total of, I guess, on the season. If you exclude a game uh, against UNLV, they have scored a total of 32 points. In three games. Not lovely. No. They lost 17-7 to seven to Stanford, who is known for their good defense, but Stanford also having a down year this year. Um, they got beat 31-10 to 10 by Michigan State. Uh, they kind of let their defense – their defense is supposed to be their strong suit, keep them in games, and Michigan State kind of uh, exploited them a little bit. And then they Exposed. lost – You can say that too. And then Wisconsin uh, is a close game, actually. Gets the win over them 24-15. to 15. And that's just how this – season's going to go for Northwestern is that their defense is going to have to keep them in a lot of games. I don't think their defense is good enough to keep them in a lot of games, especially against top talent, but against Nebraska who has already struggled defense or offensively mm-hmm. uh, big confidence killer last week for Adrian Martinez, Mo Washington, the whole offensive line. This is a week where I can see Northwestern really giving us a run for our money, even though a, a close game here probably looks bad for national media, but this is a game where Northwestern uh, has a chance to exploit a, a down Nebraska team and beat a, mm-hmm. They, they got a little mojo last week. They kept it close with a really good Wisconsin team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did Pat Fitzgerald say at the beginning of the season about how they never get any national media attention because they're not uh, they're not like shiny. They're not like yeah. the like nice the nice pick. And now they're they're one and three. Yeah, and so. he's just been they're they're often just been bad. You hear his quote. He said, "We we can pull it up," where he said, "For anyone that's like said anything bad about my play calling, you, you can email me at hashtag I don't care." At hashtag, hashtag. I don't care. <laughs> he's so relevant, so trendy. Oh, Pat, yeah, you don't know how said, the Twitter or the email works. I, I understand there's 40,000 experts on Twitter that can call plays for me. So my email address is hashtag I don't care. Okay, so shoot that out. You got a couple thousand people telling me I don't know how to call plays. You can email me at hashtag I don't care. Email me. 
Nothing like sending email hate. It's bold to think there's a couple thousand Northwestern fans even out there. <laughs> <laughs> that care that enough care. to contact yeah. you. Wow. Well, no, because they're all too busy with their like law degrees and things like that. Um, so, uh, what I as you're talking about that, Elijah, of, of how where our offense is at playing their defense, what I feel like we need to see this week is we need to be able to see Nebraska with a clean sheet mm-hmm. again. like Kind of like that Illinois game. Uh, not the Illinois game. Kind of like, what? Oh, it was what game was it? We only had one penalty. Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. But then we had all those turnovers. Yeah. Not we, like the we, Illinois. We we game. haven't we haven't seen a clean game from Nebraska yeah. this year. Let's. I I think especially if if our offense uh, is going to be putting it up on on their defense, we have to have a clean sheet. No turnovers. No dumb penalties. Uh, I think Nebraska loses this game by shooting itself in the foot again. I want to talk a little bit about what Northwestern is going to bring to the table, what Nebraska has to focus on this week. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a pretty balanced yet bad offensive attack. Um, Northwestern has ran the ball 168 times this year. They've thrown the ball 130 times. Uh, pretty balanced there. Total yards is 566 passing and 605 rushing. So they might lean a little bit more towards running the ball, but overall they're going to be pretty balanced. And I can see if we shut down their running game or we should on their passing game, whatever, make them one-dimensional. They're going to struggle. That's what most teams have done to them this year. They only have two uh, touchdowns through the air uh, as opposed to five on the ground. They average about 150 rushing yards per game and about 140 uh, passing yards per game. So neither of those are great. Rushing is a little bit stronger for them, but I think a rush defense is probably going to be a little hurt in the pride side coming into this week. You hope that they respond well and uh, really work to shut down this Northwestern offense. Yeah. on the other side of the ball, uh, defensively, they allow 21 points a game. They only score 15 points a game. Uh, so they're averaging a loss right now, which isn't shocking. But uh, they allow 3.8 yards per rush, which is good, and they average allowing 145 yards on the ground per game, which, again, is not great. I expect Nebraska to do a little better in both those categories. Yeah. Have You'd they- hope, but that is with Wisconsin included in there, and Wisconsin one of the better running attacks we're going to see. Yeah. But we're going to attack them differently. We're going to be much more side-to-side. I was just about to say that. What have they, how have they played this year? Have they played any really explosive teams yet this year? No. Because Wisconsin does what Wisconsin does, which is grinds it out. Michigan uh, State is very much a game management type team mm-hmm. where they, they score enough that their defense allows them to win. Yeah. They're never really going to blow you out of the water. Uh, you can and then Stanford is Stanford, same as Wisconsin. Uh, in their game last week, Wisconsin actually had, uh, let's see, what's math? 12, 12 last total yards in Northwestern, mm-hmm. uh, 255 to 243. Wisconsin won the possession Just battle. battle. Uh, they they. Drove the ball. They ground it out. Um, Northwestern had more first downs than Wisconsin. See, that's that's it, not what Northwestern wants to do. Northwestern wants to keep the ball out of Nebraska's hands this game. Mm-hmm. Look for a lot of long drives, a lot of killing the clock. They're going to want to win that possession battle uh, just to keep the ball out of Nebraska's hands. What, also, Nebraska's offense is not going to be as possession-oriented as Wisconsin's offense is. Nebraska hasn't shown me a huge ability to do that yet this year. Uh, maybe parts of the second half of that Illinois game. Uh, but Elijah, what's that look like whenever Nebraska's offense doesn't grind out a long drive? They're either explosive uh, or they're, from what I've seen the, the, so far this year, three and outs or we're having like an explosive play. If we don't have a rhythm, it's inept. That's, yeah. that's how I describe the offense. Mm-hmm. Is that if they don't pick up a first down on their first two plays, it's going to be ineptitude on that drive. 
They, they need one big play to start the drive. Mm-hmm. They can get a little momentum going. They get another big play, and then you're already in the other half of the field, and you'd think we should be able to punch it in mm-hmm. because we're going to have four plays on the other side of the field every single time. We're not kicking a field goal. <laughs> Preach. Preach. Um, um, but what what I think does give me a little hope is that the teams that Northwestern has played this year have all been pretty strong rushing attacks. Um and I think Nebraska is going to bring a better passing attack than Northwestern's seen this year. And on the year, Northwestern does average six yards per passing attempt. They allow six yards per passing attempt, which is not great. Uh, they've only been thrown on 115 times, though, meaning that they average 173 yards per game through the air. Uh, that is other defense, mm-hmm. which makes me think that Nebraska could exploit that because Wisconsin is not going to throw the ball that much. Mm-hmm. They, they did uh, with that new quarterback, but they don't. Jonathan Taylor is still the the focal point of their offense. Stanford's going to run the ball on you. Michigan State's a little more balanced, but they still like running the ball. Nebraska is the first team that's going to come in and really try to spread out this Northwestern defense, mm-hmm. which it, it, it's it leaves me conflicted. I don't know whether or not that's going to be good against this defense mm-hmm. or bad against this defense because I think there's a a possibility that if they can shut down our run game, um, they've already played some of the best rushing attacks in the Big Ten. Uh, if they can shut it down and we get one dimensional. Is this a zero to zero game in the fourth quarter? Hmm. Our, our receivers are the weak point of our offense right now. Yeah, we as the season progresses, I think we more and more realize how much we miss Stanley Morgan. Yes, uh, our receiving core is they, not as strong as I was hoping it would be. They couldn't the beat single man to man coverage against Ohio State. Ohio State just ran single man coverage against us almost all night. They threw in a couple zones in there on third down just to keep things a little more off balance. But for the most part, our receivers couldn't beat single man to man coverage all night. That's I don't want to say it's pathetic because I couldn't do it, but you you need your receivers, especially in a Scott Frost offense, to be able to beat single coverage. There's nobody in our receiving core that can take a top off a defense really size wise. We've got there's I, there's no speed. one up there I can I can trust to go win a jump ball. Yeah, yeah. There's nobody sure. up there that I think can go body a ball away from a cornerback. Thus far, I've seen that the most from J.D. Spielman yet this year. Which and he's the smallest receiver smallest. we have out there. Yeah. That's what we wanted from Kinawanoa. Exactly. That's what whenever we brought in Mike Williams, that's what we wanted from him. We wanted him to be a guy who was fast, who could go up and body a receiver, and none of those guys can do it. Right. To go body a cornerback, excuse me. None of those guys can do it. It's we're only, we're exclusively trying to focus on speed and getting guys into space, but whenever you can't get a guy the ball because he can't get open, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I, so, I want to see if, if Scott Frost. Sorry, I don't mean to, to no, interrupt no, you, no, no, but no. I want to see what Scott Frost can do to his passing game after seeing how inept it was against Ohio State, and honestly, how inept it's been on the year. The uh, passing attack has been. I shouldn't say inept. It wasn't inept against Illinois, but our our running game is what opened up the pass. Whereas last year, we could pretty much throw the ball around and that opened up a running game. Things looked a lot better through the air last year. And I think Scott Frost has to get that figured out ASAP or else it's going to be a lot of 17 to 10 games in the second half where our defense is somehow playing with its hair on fire Mm -hmm. and keeping us in the game just because our offense can't go down and score. It felt to me, Elijah, like in the Ohio State game, I hate that we keep going back to this, but the offense was zero dimensional. Like, they shut us down. Yeah. I, it's just like... We talked about it in the preview. But yeah, yeah, it's just... Or the, re- the review. I don't me. even know what to say going into Northwestern because you're talking about what happened whenever Nebraska couldn't pass, nor could it run, nor it, we couldn't do anything. So it, it's almost like hard to use Ohio State to talk about playing Northwestern or even playing Minnesota coming up because we couldn't do anything. And so I think we need to see a step up from everybody, but also... 
it feels like the sky's the limit compared to that. I mean, like, yes, we had no passing game in the Ohio State game. None of our receivers could get open. But also, Taylor, or Taylor, Adrian Martinez had no time. But then also, it's the only time we opened up a run game was when we were playing that option offense. And so, and, and we couldn't keep playing that because we were down and we needed to be passing it. We needed to get back into the game. So it just really just shut down all over the board. Uh, I think this is going to be a fun game to watch coming up playing Northwestern. Um, one, uh, one thing Northwestern has done this year is in four games, they've allowed 11 sacks for 101 yards lost. Mm-hmm. 11 sacks. We can do some quick math here. That's almost 12 divided by four games. It's about three sacks a game. Wow. So well, I, I think, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I think that is one thing Nebraska's defense even did well. I shouldn't say well, all right, against Ohio State, was they they got to Justin Fields occasionally. Mm-hmm. And Justin Fields did great with his legs a couple times. He even had a touchdown on a scramble drill. But I think Nebraska can get in the backfield, and that's how they're going to stop Northwestern on third down. Northwestern on the year is about 33% on third down conversion rate, which means Nebraska's got a great chance to get off the field on third down. Mm-hmm. Whenever they're only getting it one-third of the time, you have a great chance to get your offense back. And whenever they're allowing almost three sacks a game, I expect us to bring some pressure on third down to get some sacks, get them off the field. Just because that's how Northwestern is going to try to win this game is they're going to try to keep the ball out of our offense's hands, mm-hmm. grind down our defense, get in there. And what they want to win this game, 10 to seven. If Northwestern is going to get in a shootout, I think it's, it's over. Yeah. It's already over. If Nebraska can score three touchdowns in this game, it's over. I don't see their offense scoring three touchdowns on our defense. And I'm probably going to regret saying that. I'm knocking on wood as we speak. Um, who's there? Uh, it's a disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be very disappointed whenever that does happen. But I think if Nebraska can get the ball in the end zone three times, it takes Northwestern away from what they want to do completely. Northwestern is going to try to control possession, take the fans out of it, long grinding drives, a 15 play drive. Northwestern would love that. That'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, expect that from Northwestern. Uh, also that, that, uh, reciprocal energy whenever the offense and the defense are both firing it. If the defense is getting off the field on three and outs, that can bring some life to the offense, bring some life to the offense. Uh, that Ohio state game, even, even times where I felt like our defense looked okay, they were on the field way too much. Mm-hmm. We, our offense couldn't do anything. Like and that's what happens whenever you have three turnovers and then four, three and outs in the first half. Exactly. Uh, so I'd love to see a little bit of that energy on, on both sides. The offense firing wall, getting some big plays. Uh, the defense blowing up, getting some sacks, giving some energy back to the offense. Uh, man, I think this game could go really well for Nebraska. I think it could also be much closer than I want it to be because it's Northwestern. <laughs> I need to look at the betting lines real quick, but I fully expect this game to be something like 7-3 to three in the fourth quarter. I think our offense, after all the ineptness of last week, is going to struggle, mm-hmm. especially against a good Northwestern defense that's probably going to shut down our run game pretty well against an offensive line that I assume is pretty bruised and battered. Mm-hmm. After that, that that defensive line just took him to school last week. They're going to be pretty battered. Uh, are you oh, pulling up the line now? Good word, Elijah. Thank you. Have you pulled up the line yet? Oh, I have not. I, I want to help you guys out here. Uh, on the total score, no matter what it is, I'm going to tell you to take the under. Uh, the betting line of Russian Nebraska odds. Uh, I want I want the spread and the total. Uh, Nebraska three and a half. Nebraska three and a half. That makes sense at home, which means you get it six points at home, which means on a neutral site they'd have Northwestern by three points. I might take Nebraska in the spread there. What's the uh, the total score over under? 
Predi- predicted score. I'm on the edge of my seat. Uh, predicted score, Nebraska 33, Northwestern 21. Under all day. That means their total score is 55. Yeah, right now the over-under is sitting at about 50 points for the total. What? Which means that they think a total score of about... They think about a score of 50 points is going to be scored. And I'm telling you right now, they're wrong. They are so wrong. This game is going to be... I'm way too confident with this now. I'm going to be wrong. But 14-7 to in the second half. 10-7 to in the second half. It's mm-hmm. not going to be a high-scoring game. And it's going to be one of those games where... By halftime, we're going to be itching for the game to be over because everyone in the stands is like so damn bored, and everyone's just like bored. Not even like I'm clenching my butt because I like. I expect both teams to have like at least five three and outs, hmm. probably all in the first half. It's going to be a, a, a pretty fast moving game, I'd say, just because of I think Northwestern's going to try to kill clock and take up time possession. They're going to have some long drives that stall out, and they punt the football. Mm-hmm. Um, don't expect either of these teams to score that much. I think the only, I, I don't trust Nebraska's offense enough. I was, uh, was going to say, the only way that I feel like this happens is if we put up another second half against Illinois-type showing as an offense. Um, that's well, the only way I see that many. All that happened there is Illinois' defense got tired. Yeah. And our offensive line could control them a little bit better. This game is going to start up front with our offensive line. Uh, Northwestern doesn't get that many sacks. Uh, let me pull up the stats for you because I have them. They... Sack, they have 10 sacks on the year for 37 yards, and that is against, uh, I mean, not not the biggest passing attacks in the world. Um, and they didn't run into teams that had to throw the ball that much besides Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and UNLV, I guess I should say, too. I don't think that they're going to get that much pressure. I think Adrian Martinez is going to have some happy feet, though. I, really, at this point, I it, it, all, it all depends on how Nebraska responds. There's, there's, if they come out and they come out firing mm-hmm. and they come out using the Ohio State game as motivation, I think the game is going to go pretty well for Nebraska just because Northwestern doesn't have that much talent and they're pretty down on mm-hmm. themselves, especially offensively. On the other side, if it's a down week for the team, uh, I guess we'll hear a little bit more as the week goes on from coaches. I can see us having first half a slow start to get back. I, I, I 100% like agree. Recovering from what just happened to them. Um, even just, I wonder just mentally switching into preparing for Northwestern, preparing for Minnesota, what that's going to... There's also the side that these guys are going to be watching the tape from last year, which is should be a motivating factor. When you are up at Northwestern and you blow it at the end, mm-hmm. and you lose the game, and you fall to 0-7. No, that's when you fell to 0-6, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, they should be motivated after that. You'd think that they'd be motivated more than down on themselves after uh, losing to Ohio State, you would think, especially with the culture Scott Frost has there. But if I'm wrong and we're down on ourselves, it could be a, a long week for Nebraska fans just because the defense has got to get some stops and the offense has got to make some plays. Elijah, here's a question that every single old Husker fan is asking. Will we see the I formation again this week? I say without a shadow of a doubt, yes. Mm-hmm. And I think we see it more than we saw it last week. Because of the way we know Northwestern is going to be lining up and because we saw it be effective or because we – well, I guess Ohio State – we were not in a game situation to keep running that formation, yeah. nor did we want to keep showing it to make more. Like at that point, I have to imagine Scott and Troy gave up a bit in terms of 
being able to run the ball. Being able to run the ball, but also just like... We, we, we saw similar plays, not necessarily out of an eye, but we saw same trap option type things against Illinois. And then like, well, let's try... To, they they want to throw a wrinkle into the offense. Yeah. So let's try it against uh, Ohio State out of... They brought out a wishbone at one point. They brought out the I-formation triple option, mm-hmm. which wasn't a true triple option when you go back and watch the film. Mm-hmm. It's more of just an option, and they gave a look of a triple option just to get a guy out of the play. But it was never really an option for Martinez to... Uh, to actually hand the ball off to Mills whenever it was going around the edge, or to keep the ball whenever it's going to Mills on the trap. Um, there's also no point in with being down that many points. There's not any point to continuing to continuing to to, to throw show. Wrinkles in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and these these next two weeks are the most two important games of the season. I do though have some. I really can't say all that much. It's an inside source, but it's from outside the university. It's not from the University of Nebraska. But it's a source who has a job that they would know. They say that uh, Nebraska is watching a lot more film of the triple option this week, uh, especially mm-hmm. film of the 1999 season whenever Throwing Scott Frost was the quarterback. Okay. They're, they're watching some of that film and expect to see it more throughout the year. Cool. I could be all about that. That'd be sweet. I mean, the roar from the crowd whenever we came out in the I formation. Yeah, what was that well, like? we came out in a, w- a wishbone. Everyone's like, ooh, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. And then we ran a triple option three times on one drive, and Ohio State had to call a timeout. And that was the loudest moment of the night. There was still some hope within the, the Husker faithful. It was 14 nothing at that point. Yeah. It wasn't that far off. And nope. then Martinez overthrow uh, off his back foot. Mm-hmm. He was pressured. Mm-hmm. Story of the night. I'll say expect more of the triple option, and I want to All see right. it with a, a healthy Maurice back there as opposed to Wandale. Uh-huh. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Because that gives th- you that's, two different options. And getting the ball to the outside Holy is crap. is what Maurice likes to do. Yeah. And then to have Mills going up the inside, that's what he likes to do. Uh-huh. He was it's literally he was throwing some Mar- or uh Dedrick Mills was throwing some great blocks as yeah. a fullback, mm-hmm. going up inside and hitting a linebacker in a full head ass. of steam. Oh. He's used to it at Georgia Tech. He didn't like it there. So he came here to be a traditional running back. And guess what, dude? You're better as the fullback, I think. Yeah. He was incredible in that role. I loved him there. I'd love to see Maurice Washington splitting time with uh, with Wandale as the, the far back. He's explosive inside. It feels. It looks like it feels comfortable for him. Yes. Like really, like his body and the way he plays, like it looks like a comfortable spot. And all I'm saying is, why do, why will the triple option not work in 2019? Well, it works for. It works for Georgia. Air. It works yeah. for Air Force. It's hard for a team to prepare for, especially against a team that runs it well. Mm-hmm. And then whenever we actually have a, a good offensive line with some dominant skill players, it can still work. Mm-hmm. I don't want Nebraska's offense to exclusively be triple option because I think eventually teams around the Big Ten will start figuring it out, mm-hmm. and it'll be a little nice to throw it in, especially with the, the personnel we have. That's right what I'm saying. Now. With yeah. the personnel right now, and with the personnel I think we're going to have for the next couple of years, I could see us using the triple option a decent amount just to keep teams on their toes. It's nice to switch into, especially whenever you have the personnel out there. Whenever you've got, if you keep Mills and Washington out there, especially without without making any any subs at the beginning of the season, what were they calling that? What did uh, uh, Derek Peterson call it? The 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 lineup of death or something. The like lineup that. of death. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Whenever you can keep everybody out there on the field for for those kind of fun uh, to be able to have that. Or the death formation. That's what death formation. That's what yeah, 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 yeah. So um, that that is our first prediction of this episode though. And that's that expect to see the triple option against Northwestern yeah. and going forward. But we have some other predictions to make Ben. Sure. Let's start with an offensive MVP for this game against Northwestern. Uh, and just to review last week, there was no offensive MVP for Nebraska. We were both wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, there was just, n- and defensively, I would also argue no MVP. 
I said Dojo Doman, who had an all right game. Yeah, he, he made some good tackles. But as a whole, that defense did not have an MVP. The offense didn't have an MVP. We're going to say we're wrong on both accounts, and we both weren't even close to the final score. Neither of us predicted an Ohio State blowout. What did we even pick at the final score? I remember? predicted 38-28 Ohio State. I expected our offense to do better. A little bit. I think I predicted a closer game than you did, yeah. just for fun. So, going to this we game. were 100% wrong. We are not the authority on Nebraska football. But uh-huh. this game. Um, offensive MVP, Ben. Offensive MVP. Let's go with... A good showing from Mills and Spielman. I'm going to go Spielman. You took mine. What? Did I really? I, I like Spielman this game. I think Northwestern hasn't been tested much through the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it kind of scares me. I think those receivers hopefully are going to take that a little bit personally last week. Because I think they're going to go back and watch film and be like, well, what's Adrian going to do here? Mm-hmm. Um, I also like Mills. Mills, I think, is a good pick. But I think Wandale comes back out and has another good game. Mm-hmm. I think he looked pretty good against Ohio State, but I think the whole offense as a whole is overmatched. But I think we're going to be less overmatched this week. Mm-hmm. I see him getting out in space a little bit more. Wandale Robinson, offensive MVP. All right. Well, I, I could get behind that. Yeah, definitely. Move to the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with a guy who had a great game last week. I think he's going to have another good game, and that's Darian Daniels. Yep. Darian Daniels uh, did not get pushed off the ball last week. He kept the effort going. I think that he's it says a little bit about our off or about our team as a whole that he was elected a captain his first year here i don't think that says good things about the team but i think that he is going to come back and lead by example and say hey it's time for us to get back let's get going uh this season's not over yet so i think darian daniels is my defensive mvp well all right that was your turn to steal mine we, we traded back and forth <laughs> because that's who i was gonna pick um i think with northwestern we need to stop the run first uh, and if they challenge us through the air, then sweet, let them do it. So I'm going to say for stopping the run, I'm picking Mo Berry. No? You gave me the eyes. He's not had a good year this year. He is like the heart and soul of the defense. I know. That's cool. I mean, it's, okay. I, I keep coming into this issue where I need to have a realistic MVP and someone I want to be the MVP. Yes. That's who I want to be the MVP because I, I want them to stop the run. Mm-hmm. And I want him to be all over the middle. Just uh, Darian and the and, rest of the line – takes blockers and then it frees up Mo Berry to have a monster game. Yeah. Would be perfect. So that's my I want to be MVP. I'm not gonna I, I think a, a still a realistic MVP for every single game this year has been Cam Taylor. Yeah. He's been putting in some work. I think he had an alright game against Ohio State. He was out there making tackles never no one else really wanted to. He wasn't getting juked out of his shoes. Uh he had a, a decent game. He'd be another good pick. Yeah. I'm I'm sticking with Darian Daniels. You're going Mo Berry. I I think that's a good point. I think Taylor Britt would be a good realistic who could be an MVP who I want to be the MVP. Melberry. Do you have a final score prediction? Um, I like what you were saying earlier about low score. Um, I could see generally 21, 14 Nebraska. I'm going to stick with the same high score as you. I'm going to go 21. Uh-huh. I think that, three touchdowns you would hope would win it and then i don't think their offense is good at all and i'm gonna say they get held to zero touchdowns nine points i think it's 21 to nine weird final score okay yes i think that that's kind of fun i think i think we should be able to keep them out of the end zone uh so 21 to nine all right and you went 21 14 yeah the most generic final score of all time (laughs) hey man gotta do what works for you that's what i would say uh elijah that's all we got for this week. That's all we got for this week. These two games, 
starting off this week, Northwestern, then Minnesota, huge for the overall, as we look back at the end of the season, if we're going to go bowling this year, we have to win these two games. Yes. Uh, still- you, you can't split these two games. No. We're, we're to five and two if we can win both these games. And that's a good place to be in the season. Five and two is a respectable place to be, especially with a, a big test coming up against uh, Ohio, or uh, sorry, Wisconsin coming up at the end of October. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we have a lot of time still to prepare for Iowa. Meaning that this is a, a, a crucial stretch of games to get a little confidence going back into our bye week mm-hmm. where you can get some recovery and then you can really take down the Big Ten West. Yeah, big time. Uh, these are This is a huge game. Elijah and I are excited to watch it on Saturday and we're pumped to see you again next week where we can, uh, we can talk about how it goes. Yeah, so thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in this week. Make sure to comment and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. And if you listen to this before you listen to the Ohio State uh, review, go listen to that one. We talk about some good reasons why you should still be hopeful for this high school team. And uh, as always, thanks for listening. See you later, guys.